Welcome to the Miniculture Podcast. I'm your host, Jamunde Tway. On the Miniculture Podcast, we listen to the best arts, culture, and history stories produced here at KFAI Radio. Reality sometimes is really not pretty, so. I'm so sweaty. Oh, yes. Oh, he's nice. He's nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either somebody's sick, dead, or in jail, or it's Prince, you know, the little thing at 3 a.m. Yeah, you went viral. <laughs> you went viral. My left stroke just went viral. <laughs> Do you love winter? When a temperature is sub-zero for weeks on end, when you wake up in the dark and it's dark again before you realize the day is over. I'm not so sure about it. But I, along with about five and a half million other people, live in Minnesota. And the harsh climate is just a harsh reality we choose to face every year. So when the mercury drops and the sky is filled with snow, that's when I like to catch up on my cuddling and Netflix. I'd rather be indoors living in an inside-out snow globe. Other Minnesotans, they're a little bit crazy for me. They bike through blizzards, they take polar bear plunges, they wear shorts, sandals, in the dead middle of winter. That's crazy, man. Ain't nobody got time for that. On the other side, there are people like Walter Humphrey. He's got a different kind of winter addiction. Me, I'm a fishing junkie. I fish seven days a week because I'm retired. When the season is over, I'm the most bored person in the world because it's not much to do here in the wintertime but ice fish. For Walter and his fishing buddy, Jarrell Matthews, fishing is an obsession. And they're not about to let a little ice keep them from getting at the fish. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a big Huge. one. Oh, if he bites, this is a big one. Got him. Oh. Perfect. <laughs> He's nice. I seen he move over Producer Nancy time. Rosenbaum spent a day with the two the friends. They took her to yeah. their fishing hole in Medicine Lake outside Minneapolis. Come on, Walt. I'm kicking your butt. <laughs> Here's her story. Hooked on ice fishing. Damn, Walt. He got off. Oh, I'm trying to get this one right now. Oh, my God. I should have just dove in the hole at him. <laughs> my name is Jarrell Matthews. I've been fishing since I was 10 years old, probably younger. And I just love ice fishing. Oh, I, got I got chips on my on lap, right my sandwich on my lap. I got three on right here, three big ones. Oh, my God. My name is Walter Humphrey. I've been fishing since I've been 10 years old. Right now, I'm 59 years old, so I've been fishing about 50 years. This is my third time ever going ice fishing. See, that's what happens. They always catch you when you're not that's ready. That's why I don't eat. <laughs> that's my point. I can't eat and fish. I, it just takes something away from me. Then if I'm sitting here and I'm clowning around, I'm eating, I just miss that big fish. So I'd rather wait, get the big fish, then spend my time doing something else. Me, I'm a fishing junkie. I fish seven days a week because I'm retired. When the season is over, I'm the most bored person in the world because it's not much to do here in the wintertime but ice fish. And I'm glad <laughs> he ice fish because <laughs> I don't know too many people that ice fish. So when I get the opportunity to come out, uh, I have to jump at it. I don't know anybody that likes fishing as much as I do, and he loves it more than me. Because it's no fun going fishing by, by yourself. yourself. 
And he, he do more ice fishing. I do more summer fishing. If it wasn't for Walt, I probably wouldn't be doing as much. <laughs> Which is good. <laughs> and guess what? Ain't nothing come through this hole yet. Oh, they're back. Oh, my God. <laughs> While you sitting there, can you pass me the worms? So I gotta come on. Oh, if he bites, this is a big one. Got him. Oh, perfect. <laughs> he's nice. Cause I seen he move over to yeah, that side. Nice. He looks he looks bigger in the water than yeah. I think he is. But yeah. <laughs> come on, Walt. I'm kicking your butt. <laughs> Notice. Even though 90% of the time I catch them, I put them back in the water. It's catch and release for me. I don't eat fish. I just like the sport. I do. But my lady and them eat fish. They eat it. I just clean them. Oh, yes. Oh, he's nice. He's nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this might be the biggest one of the day. He might Not be. the way I'm looking at these down here. <laughs> but you got to get him up the hole. Exactly. I watch seven days a week. This is no lie. I watch fishing shows. I record like I'm doing now. I'm recording because I'm not home. So when I get home, I can sit maybe five, six hours just, just watching fishing. I'm a student to the game. I don't claim to know everything. Every little bit of knowledge that they give me, I take an expense on the water. You know, and everything I learn, I pass on. You gotta bounce around inside. Believe me, my lady will tell you, my life is fishing. Trying to see if I can find a couple fish before we run out the dough. You know, I've thought about ice fishing and I might consider it. I could probably get down with it. But if ice fishing's for the introspective type, there's another Minnesota winter sport that's uh, for the bold strong for the heart. I'm talking about hockey. I've been ice skating a handful of times in my life. It looks beautiful when you see it in the pictures, but it's different when you fall on the ice. You got the wind chopping up your face. You got kids falling all around you. And you're saying to yourself, please, God, do not let me step on one of these children. Whether or not people skate, it's undeniable that lots and lots of Minnesotans are crazy about the Minnesota Wild. They're also rabid about their theme song, The State of Hockey. So when the Wild commissioned local musicians to rework their classic, producer Ryan Dawes got the fans' reactions. Nope, nope, nope. Go back to the original. That one was no good. Sometimes you don't really want to mess with a good thing. Here's messing with The State of Hockey. Let it rip. In the state, the state of hockey. We were raised with a stick and a pair of blades. I'm at the X with a bunch of drunk hockey fans. We 
You're born the child of the strong and wild. They're singing the Minnesota Wild State of Hockey anthem. It's played after the first period of each game. Any hockey fan who knows a slap shot from a snapshot knows this song. Here's the original. We took our knocks in the penalty box. Our mother was a referee. The anthem is a tradition as old as the team itself. When the franchise was announced in 1997, a local ad agency, Olsen, wrote the song. They needed to reinvigorate hockey fans who were still ticked off that the North Stars left the state in 93. Here's John Maher, the top marketing guy for the Wild. What it does is it, it takes folks back to their first experience with hockey. Like, I did skate on a pond and, or on my neighborhood rink. And yeah, my mom was the referee when we would play our games. Notice the title of the song, State of Hockey. Makes a bold claim, right? But this claim is easy to back up. More NHL players come from Minnesota than any other U.S. state. Minnesota also has the largest number of hockey rinks per capita. The state of hockey is a certainly a marketing platform for the wild, but we also know that it's true. The, nobody questions it, and, and people are super proud to be able to say it. To help declare this pride, the Wild recently enlisted the Minnesota music scene to record eight new versions of the State of Hockey song. Like this one from Minneapolis-based Dream Brother. The collaboration is called the State of Hockey Anthem Project. It's a risky move. For some fans, if you mess with tradition, the gloves are coming off. Nope, nope, nope. Go back to the original. That one was no good. That's Phil Guillen. I met him at work at a pizza shop in Minneapolis. He's wearing a Minnesota Wild t-shirt. He hadn't heard the new versions of the song yet, so I let him listen on my headphones. Uh, let's, let's try another. Hold on. Let's try another more. Oh, Christ almighty. That was god-awful. Don't change my song, don't change my team, not happy. At Tom Reed's Hockey City Pub in St. Paul, I found another fan who cherishes the original anthem. It's inspiring. It's just a really cool song. It sounds old school, and it's just very, it gets me going before the game. Meet Jenna, a hockey fan from Owatonna. She once borrowed an instrument from a busker so she could perform the song after a game. And I went outside and there was some guy with a guitar, you know, street performing. And uh, he had a violin and I played the violin. So I asked him if I could play it and I played the State of Hockey song on the violin. Love that song. I want to hear a completely string version of it. And she just might. So far, there's pop, country, rock, and other reinventions of the anthem. Not to replace tradition, but to help the song connect with more fans and to help those fans connect with their local music scene. It certainly wasn't unlikely that even the, like, nerdy music kids would be at the hockey game on a Friday night. That's Aaron Mater, a.k.a. Laserbeak. He's a producer and label manager for Doomtree, who contributed a hip-hop version of the anthem. I'm always excited to, to have the opportunity to showcase our stuff in front of people that might not always be thought of as, the, as our audience. The partnership fit, but the anthem was musically tricky to adapt to hip-hop. We had some fun in the studio just trying to figure out how 
to deliver these lines in a in a rap. You know, they kind of rhyme already, but the structure and the um the time signature is different. But luckily, um Sims, Mike McLon and POS all kind of raised their hands and said, What the hell? And if there ever was a band fit to produce an epic sports anthem, it's the four on the floor, a badass rock band from Minneapolis who's already partnered with other local pro sports. But even they were challenged. Here's Four on the Floor's Gabriel Douglas. Yeah, oh, well, we didn't really like the song. I mean, we had to work with what we had, so it was fun to try and make something that you're not really a huge thing into, into your own. Like Laserbeak from Doomtree, he's glad that the Wild are willing to throw their weight behind the local music scene. So it's super cool that the Wild would go out and cultivate you know, art that's already with them. And yeah, it is, you know, it's sort of like a Venn diagram where you've got the sports fans, you've got the music fans, and, you know, they don't always cross-pollinate. The debate over the new versions of the anthem on social media underscores where this cross-pollination certainly has room to grow. But don't worry, Wild fans, they'll go back to the original. In the meantime, they're supporting children's hospitals and youth hockey programs with sales from the project. And you can't be miffed about that. For KFAI, I'm Ryan Dawes. Count it down. Three, two, one. In the state of hockey. Why many of the songs sounded pretty much eh, the same as the original, like a, you know, pirate song. This version by Grandma's Boyfriend worked for me. So me and my producers, you know, we we sat down and we talked about ice skating and they love ice skating. And they asked me, do you like ice skating? And I'm like, and I says, uh, no, but I'll give it a try again. I've been, I've done ice skating about two or three times. So I went out with my buddies and we hopped on the rink. Hey, Todd, man, do you mind if I skate with you and just, uh, like, you know, cold hands and you can just kind of like what he was doing out there? <laughs> Hey, maybe I could follow you and just hold on to your sweater. Yeah, there we go. Here we go. There we are. 
Oh, wow, this is easy, man. I can do this. Thank you. <laughs> ah. ah, there we are. There we go. All right. So what are we supposed to say? Uh, to say? Well, we got to get Nancy for that. Nancy, too, come but... here. Hey, can you can you do the outro for the uh, thing now? <laughs> While you skate around? Support for miniculture is made, is made possible. possible by the Support for miniculture is made possible by El Grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. <laughs> that, that was did I, great. Did I say it right? Beautiful. Yeah. It's okay, good. all right, all right. The Miniculture Podcast is produced by Zan Holston, Todd Melby, and Nancy Rosenbaum. The music by my man, Javier Santiago. And some church bells. This has been season two of Miniculture Podcast. I want to thank you all for listening. I am Jamonde Tway, saying peace and love. Till next time. Don't give up his arm. I think it takes two. It takes, it takes, it takes a village to keep Jamonde skating. All right. Ha <laughs> 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 <laughs>